You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, also known as your joyologist. This episode is a solo reflection episode with me. I share these episodes and the episodes where I have conversations with such amazing, inspiring, intriguing humans is with the hopes that you give yourself more compassion, that you listen to the voices within and question the ones that tell you that you can't do what you want or you're not enough or all of that. Today is the, um, it's not the first episode of the new year, but it's the first solo episode of the new year coming in on January 9th, I believe this is coming out. And um, for me, uh, it will be my first day back to like work. (laughs) I was sick for weeks before the end of the year. And then my kids were on holiday break for a couple weeks. So while I was um, doing things, I also was mostly just in my life with my family being present with them. And um, yeah, like I said, I've been sick for a while too. Um, But so even though (laughs) I feel a little bit like slowly easing into the new year and foggy and laid back, I feel so freaking excited for a new year. Uh, And it's interesting to me. I'm not always like this. If you have followed me, listened to me, read my book, whatever, then you know that I'm I'm pretty, I'm very self-aware and that's the, the guidance that I share in my coaching programs and in the book, F the Shoulds, Do the Once. It is get clear on who you are, what you want and why you want it. So it's not just like, what do you want? But like, oh, well, what's going on here? Where is this coming from that? from why do you want that? Why do you believe you should do that? So basically I'm, I'm, I'm often (laughs) in reflection mode and in feeling out what's working for me and what's not and what directions I want to take and, um, and making shifts and changes and explorations. And that can happen at any day of any week of any month. <laughs> it doesn't have to, we don't have to wait for Monday or a new, uh, the January 1st or whatever it is to start that. I really do believe that. And, um, but I also, I am someone who has always loved change. And I think that's why I was drawn to live music. I had no interest in recording and doing like listening to the same track over and over to perfect it. I liked the live and being in a different place every day and being forced to make it work regardless of what was going on. Um, And yeah, moving around and, you know, being with people for a long time and then going to a new a new touring family and that anyway, yes, I, I, I do enjoy change. Um, so I think that is another reason like, yeah, oh, why not celebrate a new year? But also I really think that the fact that my book, my first book came out last year, it came out in May. Oh my goodness. 
this may will be sneaking up on us before we know it. <laughs> but that was such a big part of my life for years. Like, okay, I'm going to finally start the book proposal and what a long process that was. And that happened then during COVID and the world shutting down and everything. And then, um, and then the get it, you get the book deal. And then, so it's like a many years long process. But so for many years, that was sort of my main thing that I was working on. Of course, I was doing other things and um, offering different work and stuff, but that was like the biggest thing in my life outside of my family and my biggest goal. Um, so maybe also the fact that that's like, has, you know, it's still, it's still out there, but it's not that, that it's like this new vast playing field. But yeah, that, ooh, that whole process of going deep to, to write those things and what came up in the process of really diving in deeper to get clearer on uh, these things that I wanted to guide you through and offer you and share lessons from my life. And so going back in those times and then the process of releasing it and after and the emotions and the highs and the lows and noticing who was there for me and who wasn't and evaluating so much. <laughs> so not just the the writing of the book and what a big moment that was for me, but so much reflection happened, I feel, after the book came out that wasn't necessarily um, tied to like the content of the book, but just this huge thing in my life that I worked so hard on and then um, put so much focus into and then sort of, we also big shifts happened during that time. My relationship transitioned, the girls and I moved to a new space. We started, um, you know, I mostly have them, but the kids go to their dads when he's around town and all that. So lots of changes also happening. But yeah, the process of of releasing that, I think like having such a big thing really did, I reflect was reflecting on so, so much in the last months of last year, or like the last six months of last year, and also in, in my work and what I wanted to offer. And um, I, I ran several group coaching programs, and I also... I wasn't so public about offering one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I was working with just a few people behind the scenes. Not all of my work is advertised for all to see and who I'm working with. Um, but yeah, I tried a lot of different things out last year. And so then again, a processing of how did that feel to me? Do I enjoy doing this? Why am I doing this? Anyway, spent a lot of time reflecting in the last year. I feel like more than ever, just maybe because I was putting myself out there in different ways that I hadn't in a long time. So, so gearing up to come into this new year, I had all of this collected data working with. And I had sort of been like, okay, you know, these are some things I do want to try out. These are some things I'm ready to take time and energy away from. These are things I can tell that I want to shift. And they're things that take time. And sometimes, you know, you need to learn the lesson over and over again to really be like, yes, okay. <laughs> okay. Even though, um, 
I may have got that advice from someone else over that feedback. And I myself feel like I had a clear moment with that. Then I still was like, well, let me just try it one more time. So sometimes we need to be reminded more than one time, right? We need to go through those lived experiences of like, okay, yes, I can see it's time for a shift here. So it wasn't like I was truly like, cannot make shifts until the year turns to 2023. But I've just spent a lot of time processing, reflecting, looking at. And so then... I am into this new year, even though I'm still coming back to like having energy, (laughs) that uh, I really do feel this whole new energy. Like I'm getting emotional (laughs) right now. Um, I feel this new connection, not new connection, maybe just renewed, renewed connection with possibilities, with a confidence in myself and what I know um, what I know that the work that I do is capable of and the profound shifts it makes in a lot in life. I do think also I got a little, there's so many amazing people out in the world and there always were, but perhaps the, uh, just more social media, more types of social media, more access to more things, a part of me did be like, well, why hmm, there's so many different inspiring, awesome people that are educated in this and this person does this and this person has this experience and that. So like, am I necessary? Is my work needed? What, what am I doing if they're doing that? And, um, you know, those are common thoughts, right? The imposter syndrome in some way, I didn't really feel, it maybe was an imposter syndrome, but was just like, I really did, even though I had a confidence in myself, it was just shadowed a bit by so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I never felt like, I, I'm sure there was pangs of jealousy, but I wasn't like, oh, that person is this and not me. Or like, you know, there is a bit of like, oh, why not me? But not really in a spiteful way. Um, but anyway, that too, just having to, to like have this re- remembrance, reconnection with myself. And yes, those people are inspiring and they share amazing work and they have different backgrounds and different educations and that. And I know that my work and the way I share it, and especially the way I work with people and that my dedication is at this point in time, I really love being able to provide that high touch support, whether it's in the intimate group coaching programs or the one-on-one programs that really do make a shift in people's lives. I know that you can be impacted by some just reading someone's book and then take it and you're good. Um, You know, you can sign up for some like, oh, it's uh, $25 for, you know, watch all of these videos and you're good or, you know, whatever. I know that you can have life changing results from reading a book, from even seeing a quote, because my life was shifted so much from reading a quote many years ago. My life has been shifted from reading um, other people's books. So I know that it's possible, but I realize like I'm not in I don't know, perhaps one day it will come. I'm not someone that just wants to scale, scale, scale in a way that I don't have intimate access to the people that I'm helping. And um, 
and parts of me was like, is there something wrong with me that I don't want to scale in that way? Is it a doubt? Is it a limiting belief? And it's not. When the time comes, it might come to that. But I also realize I can continue to write books and do other things in my Substack, my From the Heart community. I love that way that I can reach people. Um, but my programs, I want to continue leading for intimate groups so that I can really be there to create the chefs side by side with you and not here's a bunch of information best of luck. Here's so much inspiration, best of luck. Because I know that the day-to-day of applying the work can be a challenge, and that is what I truly love, being there to be the possible Tarian to figure out what works for you in your life and makes those steps and all of that. Anyway, uh, I did not mean to go on that venture. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanna bring up, uh, I wanted to talk about this new magic that I'm feeling. I'm gonna talk about that, but since I, I ended up going into this passion that I have for my work and that I know that it really does create life-changing results. FYI, I do have an intimate group coaching program right now. It's it's not a program, actually. It's not a course. It's a container. We start January 11th. If you're hearing this a little bit later, feel free to DM me. There might be spots to come in later. I'm not sure. Um, this is going to be a magical. Go to yourjoyologist.com backslash container. Okay. I didn't mean to go there, but I just got so excited for the work that I, that really lights me up and the individual work. Um, but so yes, I just feel this whole new like refreshed, this gratitude, this sort of like cleansed part of me, this reconnecting with parts of myself that I feel like I had hidden or lost in different ways, maybe from, you know, like becoming a mother and being like, I was so excited to be a mother and wanted my identity to be I am a mother for so long. And then as the kids get older, it's like, oh, right, me. And this is what I'm passionate about. And this is the work that I want to do. And I'm a mother. Um, part, losing parts of me in the relationship that I'm no longer in. Um, whatever, right? Life happens and we forget. I think also uh, so much of my inner healing came from how I took care of myself um, by the foods that I feed myself, from my having my fibromyalgia. That's how I mostly was able to heal it. The self-care that I have done. Uh, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia when I was 19. And so I have been, you know, eating ways to support my well-being for over 20 years now. I have been doing yoga, wow, for over 20 years now. I have been doing these different things for so long. Um, but I also think again with like, <laughs> I love social media. I really do. But I'm starting to see that, yeah, like wellness culture becoming such a thing and also seeing how mass marketed that is and um, how everything then gets like health washed and green washed that is not actually the best thing and different ways that it feels like, you know, the wellness culture can even shame you and stuff like that. So I think I, even though I was still practicing things in my regular life, like that I wasn't sharing that part of myself or maybe even like <sighs> afraid to be too positive because of then the toxic positivity clap back down, which I understand. And yeah, I do think that when I first started sharing stuff on the internet, the part of it was likely toxic. Um, <laughs> and, and I do think that I've shifted that. But then I do think there was part to me over the last few years during COVID, there was like so much like uh, canceling and slapback. I don't know what I'm even saying. 
that I do wonder, I think that I've limited myself in many ways, like the fear of saying the wrong thing or someone's going to take it the wrong way. And you know what? Someone's always probably going to take things the wrong way. <laughs> like I was afraid to be like too, I don't know, too magical or too this, or I don't even know if I stop using cuss words as much. I don't know. And these weren't conscious. Well, I think they were semi-conscious. Um, but just interesting, again, these ways that I feel like I was sort of like squashing myself in different ways and I'm now like, ah, I can feel myself like pushing, breaking out of as if like vines were growing on me and I'm now like expanding. Like I just feel this whole new energy this year of this inner confidence and like, why the fuck not? Just freaking go for it. Just say the thing. Just do the thing. Just be the thing. Put yourself out there. Uh, you know, I posted this reel, I guess I was right. Like, I don't know. I posted this reel on New Year's Eve. We went to a trampoline park with the kids and I decided to go ahead and like pay for it myself to go to. Cause I was like, Oh, uh, I would like to get some exercise in. I was drunk and I was like, had so much fun. And there was like a basketball hoop and I kept shooting baskets and I've like, I'm not a basketball player. and just like how fun it was to keep taking the shots and how fun it felt when I did make one and then to keep taking them. And I said, you know, like, yeah, like that reminder of, and I was teaching Zia because she wanted, she wanted to make them. And I was like, you know what they say? Um, oh my gosh. How am I forgetting that phrase? <laughs> you never like, yeah, you're, Never going to make a shot if, you know, oh my gosh, what is the phrase, you all? This <laughs> not, not being afraid to like miss the shot. <laughs> you can't miss the shot you didn't take. <laughs> you can't make a shot. <laughs> oh, I'm like trying to pull, pull up the video because my really cannot think. Uh, all right, here we go. Take the shots. Keep taking the shots. Take the shots, big and small, without caring. That was with me, what I said. Without worrying if you're going to make it or not. What? I didn't even put it in there. You can't make the shots you don't take. Maybe it was something like that. Excuse me for taking those minutes of your time. <laughs> that I really felt committed to finding that. Anyway. But yeah, I really do just feel this new energy of releasing, of letting go, of being me, of trying things, of, you know, like I just like really being a reconnected to myself on a, in a deeper level that I didn't, yeah, it's like I was myself last year <laughs> and the year before in that. But yeah, I feel like parts of it were locked away. Okay. That's not all I have to say for you. I, I have so many tips for you, of course, for this whole new year. Again, join my four-month container, which, by the way, it's not a course, a program, something to keep up with. You just show up weekly for group calls where I'm going to be talking to you, and then there's space for you to open up, not just space for you to raise your hand. Like I'm going to be like, okay, and now, Susan, what do you want to say? What's on your heart? What's happening in your life right now? Uh, okay, now you, Maggie. So every person in the group is going to speak up every call, and and you don't understand how just that has such a profound impact. Besides that, in our group 
chat. You can do voice memos or text and come to it and check, like, just check in. Oh, I'm frustrated about this. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Oh, I'm having an issue with one of my coworkers. And, you know, so get support, get guidance and have this place to be held and heard. There's so much magic just in like having that space to vent and that know that you're supported. You're not a burden on anybody. You're not weighing it on anybody, um, but you will then get guidance support. And then I will be guiding you there as well, like giving you little thoughts and prompts and action items that are, are spacious and joyful, not like, oh, these things to do. I can't keep up with the work of the container. The work of the container is your life and it's going to make you so much more mindful, self-aware, connected to yourself, joyful, getting out of your own, your own way. Yourjoyologist.com backslash container. Okay, again, and of course, read my book or reread it, F the Shoulds, Do the Wants, um, for so much more guidance and support, whether you know what you want this year, know what shifts you want to make or not, or you're just like me and you want to like free yourselves from maybe these vines that have been closing in on you that you didn't even know were there. All right, I'm going to give you a little ad break, and then I'm going to give you an a actual actionable tip. So here we go. You know I am all about connecting with joy on a daily basis. This year, I really want you to prioritize your own joy. Prioritize it. Make it an intentional thing to connect with your joy. And a reminder, this isn't selfish. Your joy is contagious. When you see other people that are in their joy, that are experiencing joy, that are lost in joy, doesn't that give you a boost? So this is not just for you. It is for others. Life will always be throwing stuff at us and challenging us. It's not fair and it's not always easy. And that's why you want to make this a daily intentional practice. If you haven't already, write yourself a joy list. Keep it on your phone or somewhere easy for you to see. These are small things that can bring you joy. Maybe a favorite, you know, like comedian, a favorite song, a favorite snack, uh, a friend, a memory, walking outside, sniffing flowers, maybe buying yourself a certain flower. Taking note of these small things that bring you joy is such a great thing. Again, you're being intentional, you're being mindful. And then when you're like, oh, okay, what do I want to do to boost my joy right now? You have a list. So two, go get yourself some pizzazz apples. Pizzazz apples offer a bold, tangy flavor with punchy notes of sweet and tart. The flesh is crisp um, and it's also extremely refreshingly juicy. They're part honey crisp, part giddy up. Pizzazz is a party in every bite. But here's the thing. Apples are not just great for, you know, your diet and what you're putting in your body, but they are a natural mood booster. That old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, it's true. And it's not just for your physical health, but your mental health. Apples are packed with antioxidants that fuel neurotransmitters in the brain, which boost your mood. And they also happen to be loaded with fiber and essential micronutrients, which promote optimal brain function. So to boost your joy, and connect with a good mood food, keep pizzazz apples on hands. Uh, I know that they're carried at Trader Joe's, and you can go to pizzazzapple.com to find a retailer near you. Okay, so here is just one. We'll see, maybe more than one. You know me, I'm a rambler. But I just have so much to share with you all the time. So one thing to consider 
tips for you as you likely are like, okay, it's a new year. What do I want to get back to? Maybe it's not even a new habit or anything or just you've been on holiday break, rest mode, sick mode as well too. Or maybe it is something you want to start. So noticing (laughs) where you are stopping yourself from doing what you want by making up some rules about it or like, or really they're telling yourself some shoulds about it. So for example, I, um, you may have heard me talk about in the past cause I've owned this thing for like four years now. I have this infrared sweat blanket that I love. Um, it's like infrared sauna. Instead of having one of those booths you can step into, it's, it's like a sleeping bag and it's heated, but to get the benefits, you need to lay in it for about 45 minutes to an hour. At least I, that's what I feel and you get all sweaty I love this thing. When my kids were younger, I would do it when they went to sleep. They went to sleep earlier. Now I don't have the like energy uh, to do that, even though it's like a relaxing thing, but just also you do get really sweaty and then you have to clean the blanket and take a shower afterwards. Oh my gosh, so hard. Anyway, um, but in my mind, it's like I can't do that while the kids are at home. So it would be like, okay, I probably will do it today now that it's like, okay, self-care thing. I'll do it as a midday work break. Great. You know, so yeah, I tend to do it when my kids are not home. And so that has led me to the belief I cannot use the sweat blanket. That really helps me when my kids are home. Like I made up this rules because uh, then I'm going to be in this thing. You don't want to get out of it, but you can. And I caught myself saying myself that to myself this weekend, like, oh, right, it would feel so good to use the infrared sauna blanket. I can't wait till next week when I can use it. I'm like, what? You can use it right now. The kids can entertain themselves while you while you use it or you could turn on you know, a movie or TV show and do it right there with them. Uh, when I remember when my kids were baby babies, well, I guess maybe it was Zia. You see so many people, right, exercising with your baby. And I did take her on lots of walks in the stroller every day or in the um, carrier. But I guess also I just wasn't somebody who really did that many like strength workouts before. So it just felt like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do much exercise now because I have a baby. Like the only thing I can do is walking. And it wasn't because of my physical strength or anything. Like that was just in my mind. Like there was just something locked to tell me, if there is someone around or something that could distract me or I may have to pause or stop, I can't do that. Even like, well, what about just trying? What about making any minutes? Um, so noticing these things, like where are you maybe wanting to start new habits or wanting to bring back habits, but you have some like invisible rules in your head about how you should be doing it how it should look. I couldn't do yoga. I can't do yoga. I have to do yoga before my kids wake up. They won't let me do it. Yeah, it's much harder (laughs) to do it when they were awake when they were little, but I could still do it. Same thing I used to like not exercise on the weekends that my kids were with me because it is more challenging to just be like, no kids, I'm doing this. But then I would realize we would be doing stuff or leave the house and I'd be like more stressed, more anxious, wanting to like snap because I wasn't doing those things. So then I was like, I need to make this happen. So then it just became a thing. We don't leave the house unless I have done 
it usually is about 20 minutes, but even it's like 15 minutes of exercise, some type, something, whether it's yoga or movement, yoga, strength, my spin bike, whatever. And it just became a thing that now my kids know. Like, it's just like, okay, yep, we're not, you know, mommy's going to exercise and then we can go. So we can create these new habits, not just for us, but the other people's in our lives are, are just like, this is just something you get used to right? It's, it can be challenging to set a boundary because the people aren't used to that, but it doesn't mean they won't accept it. So looking at what is something that you do want to add to your life or bring back into your life this month, this year, whatever, you don't have to make it be a 2023 exclamation. It could be to try out and then giving yourself more room to actually make it happen instead of having this rigidity. Because sometimes too, we want like, okay, I'm going to start waking up early and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this or this. Or you can feel like, I feel bad about myself because I don't wake up early and do all of these, you know, this person wake up and they do meditation and then they do yoga and then they do a spin bike and then they do journaling and then they make a juice and then they make their coffee and then they wake up their kids. So I should be doing that. That, I think that sounds incredible that people do that. And I am also like, good for you. Like not in a, not in a like judgmental way, but like I, one day when my kids are older, probably, and they wake up later, that may be a possibility, but I would see maybe a possibility for like two of those things (laughs) a day before they wake up. So again, like look at where are you making like your wants, your root habits, the things that you want harder for yourself by just shooting way too high or being way too rigid with it. Let yourself be more flexible with it so that it actually can be something that works for you in your life. I enjoy doing these things when I do have the house to myself more. But if I limit myself to I can only do these when I have the house myself, then I'm not just diminishing like my experience of life, but I am diminishing the like not I don't know diminishing, but again, like the Trisha that my kids and whoever else gets to experience my life is I'm likely more grouchy. <laughs> not as present and lit up and and joyful when I haven't done those things to take care of myself. And so even if that's doing it in a modified way for like five minutes instead of, oh, I had this whole peaceful, wonderful 45 minutes or an hour to myself. Um, another lesson, remindering, remindering, remembrance, Um, is that your old habits just may not fit you now and that's okay. You know, like, again, you, you might want to start waking up early because you just feel like you should, because you see that's what other people do, because you see everybody's telling you that's the most productive thing. Your body may not be in the mode for that now, especially we are in winter mode right now, which is hibernation. So it is this odd, like, okay, new year, boo, wow, we're excited, we want to do these things, let's get going. But also, the reality is, for most of us, you may be listening on the other side of the of the, of the world, <laughs> for most of us, we are in winter, where really we are meant to be moving slow. We are meant to be more within, not as active. So again, just looking at it's okay if your old habits and even your old desires 
don't work for you right now and that doesn't mean that they never will. But looking at, well, why do I want that? And what else could I maybe do that? Like if it's like, why do you want to wake up early? Because you want to get these things done? Okay, maybe it's just like, can I focus on one of those things? Or I want to wake up early because that's what I feel like a I should be doing. That's what a you know productive person does. That's just again, that's like your version of or the world's version of this idea of what a productive person is. A productive person could be someone that like really just does their own thing all day long and then gets all of the things done they want to do within a two hour period every day, right? <laughs> right? Being a productive person doesn't mean you are doing things, whether it's for yourself or for work or for your family, every minute of every day. That's not a productive person. That's probably an overworked, exhausted person who is putting how they feel about themselves in their external uh, accomplishments, whether that's their house is clean, right? It's great to have a clean house and to want to have a clean house. But are you, is it like I, it says something about me, you as a person, (laughs) if you do that and if you don't do that, and so then you never allow yourself to rest or whatever because you have to have a clean house because that's what what that means about you and being a good person or a productive person. (sighs) All right. I have a million different things I want to share with you. I will save them for more podcasts and share them on my From the Heart community. Go to trishahuffman.substack.com to join. Um, it's only $12 a month, less than that if you do annual. And I send written and voice um, messages a few times a week, about four to five. And you can also write to me there and get support. Again, please hit me up if you have even the slightest interest in my container. Your dwellist or yourdwellist.com backslash container. DM me at underscore Trisha Huffman. Um, if there is space for you, you may be able to join late, but we start Wednesday, January 11th, and it is going to be such a freaking gift and give you this connection to yourself. Um, you know, again, it's not like, it's not going to be, oh, we're going to do this hard work and I'm going to be like, really going through it for four months. You are going to be going through it, but in a joyous, spacious way where you're just going to be so much mindful of what's going on in your life, in your mind, in your heart, in your relationships, and that you will be making shifts and changes. Um, It's basically like my one-on-one coaching in a small group format. All the work that I do will be coming through even though we're not following like a week one where, you know, this is your coursework that you need to do. Week two, this, your coursework, the content is your life. I'm going to be guiding you through it. There is going to be so much shifts that will happen, so much magic. The way that you think about yourself is going to change for the rest of your life. People that have done my other group programs and my one-on-one work tell me years later how much my work still impacts them on a daily basis. That is the truth. That is what people say. My work does create a deep, profound impact, and I am freaking confident in that. Okay, I'm sending you so, 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 so much love. Come find me on the interwebs. I hope something that I shared today supported you, empowered you. And yeah, look for ways that you might have had, like I said, some vines grown on you that you're ready to cut open or 
open your arms and break free on your own. Stop holding yourself back. This life is freaking precious and we forget that. Okay? Enjoy your life. Choose joy. Be kind to yourself and to others. Claim your life.